Hello everybody, my name is Michael and welcome back to Last to First. Preseason testing is upon us and while it is good to have Formula One back, that means it is just about a week left until the season officially begins with the first race in Bahrain and boy I am ready for a new season regardless of the outcome. I am super excited to watch every race, every qualifying, everything about Formula One and make tons of content. Super excited. So to kick off uh, the start of the 2024 season, I wanted to go over um, preseason uh, testing and take a look at a little day one recap. So first, let's go into the number of laps completed for each team. And well, overall, it was pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, the reliability of these cars these days is is pretty crazy. Uh, I know it's kind of to be expected given there wasn't a major rule change or engine change or anything like that. But uh, yeah, they, they are mostly bulletproof and it's uh, pretty rare these days that we see, see a, a re reliability problem. But we did uh, still see a couple with the Williams that we'll get on to. Um, but yeah, coming in at first, uh, for the most laps completed, it was actually Haas. And they did 148, and a pretty impressive uh, day for them in terms of number of laps completed. They definitely need it. I know they're focusing on what is going wrong with the tires, um, so hopefully that will uh, you know, help them uh, in their effort to understand their car and understand their package uh, since the United States Grand Prix last year. Coming at number two for number of laps completed is Red Bull at 143. And boy, what can we say about them other than they look ominous? Good reliability, good pace by the looks of it. Uh, boy, oh boy, what do we have this year? We'll see. I don't know. But it's only testing, as they say. Uh, coming in at number three uh, is Ferrari with 133 laps completed. Um, a pretty good showing uh, from them today. Uh, coming at number four is Aston with 131 laps completed for the day. And as you can see, it is quite close uh, between most of the teams. Sauber coming in at 131 as well as Aston. McLaren uh, just under at 130. And then from there, we have Mercedes at 122, Alpine at 120, RB at 116. So, I mean, just between the top nine teams there, only 39 or 32 laps difference uh, for a number of laps completed, which is, is pretty impressive these days. So most teams getting a lot of laps uh, completed under their belt for day one. Now, Williams uh, had quite the challenging day as they only managed to complete 61 laps. Uh, so they had some reliability problems that kind of chat about a little later on. But overall, uh, a lot of running on the track, a lot of laps were completed for day one. So, of course, we can't necessarily really look into lap times too, too much, but it is always fun to get a rough idea of maybe some type of packing order. And uh, looking at the fastest lap, surprise, surprise, Max Verstappen. Uh, he did a 131.344, which was 1.14 seconds faster than Norris in second place. And while I don't think that will be the case uh, come Bahrain on qualifying day or on the race, uh, Definitely as ominous that he seemed to just have so much in the pocket, uh, in his back pocket. And uh, yeah, Red Bull looking looking to be quite quick. Now the top 10 was pretty jumbled up as you would expect in qualifying. Um, of course, Verstappen was number one since he did have the fastest lap there, as I uh, just mentioned. And uh, all of these uh, drivers at the top 10 all set their fastest times on the C3s. 
the vast majority of the grid uh, did do that on the C3s. So maybe tomorrow, next day, we'll see a bit more of the other tires. Uh, maybe see some uh, quicker quality simulation laps as well. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but yes, Verstappen in P1, Norris P2, like I mentioned, 1.140 seconds off the pace. Signs coming in at 3, 1.240 um, seconds. And then surprisingly, fourth, uh, Ricardo, having a, a strong showing, having a progressively stronger day throughout the day. He was 1.255 seconds off the pace. Uh, following in sixth with Stroll, 1.663 seconds off the pace. And as we continue to go down here, I mean, you can see in the gaps, this isn't what it's going to be uh, by the by the end here. Um, obviously, every driver, every team is on a completely different fuel load, uh, run plan, everything like that. But still interesting to look at. Gasly coming in at next, 1.739 seconds off the pace. Leclerc, 1.903 seconds off the pace. Uh, eighth, Alonso, 2.041 seconds off the pace. Piastri in ninth, 2.314 seconds off the pace. And Joe Guan Yu in the top 10 at 2.527 seconds off the top 10, or off of uh, the pace there. So that's our top 10 for day one overall. Um, I'm sure it's going to be completely different for day two tomorrow, and hopefully uh, the first race will be a lot closer than what uh, testing is showing so far. I know it will be, but uh, it does look like quite some big gaps right now. So lastly, I wanted to give uh, some of my thoughts on each team, give them a performance grade out of 10, and uh, just kind of go over a little bit about their day. Now, unfortunately, uh, the time uh, of testing wasn't exactly good for me here in the States. It happened at 2 a.m. my time uh, for the morning session, 7 a.m. my time for the afternoon session. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I've got a day job. Uh, so I wasn't able to watch all of the testing, unfortunately. But I did follow along throughout the day and try to get a rough idea of uh, how everybody was doing. But uh, I'm going to go in champion reverse championship order from last year's constructors championship so looking at Haas, uh first i'm giving them a seven they had a really solid day and honestly depending on how you know you want to grade each team could be a 10 out of 10 for them because even though they weren't looking the quickest they did the most laps and um you know, they had pretty bulletproof uh, reliability as well. A really strong day, got a lot of running in. So looking off just off of that, um, then yeah, I mean, could, couldn't have asked for much of a better day. But I factored in kind of the pace of the teams as well. And they're probably going to be at the back, um, at the best, you know, ninth quickest or eighth quickest or something like that. I mean, who knows what it'll actually come out to, but I'm sure they'll be, be near the back for at least the beginning of the season. But uh, yeah, they showed good reliability, um, had the most laps, and uh, yeah, they said they want to focus on the tire issues, what's going wrong uh, with their tire management in the races, and hopefully having uh, that big chunk of laps today and the next few days will help them to understand that. Sauber, I'm giving a 7 out of 10 as well. Uh, had a pretty quiet day, similar to Haas. They had uh, a lot of good laps done in, but uh, Joe Guan Yu was actually able to squeeze into the top 10, which was good for him. Um, kind of contrary to their livery, they didn't have uh, the most um, uh, attention. They weren't the center of the attention like their livery uh, is, but uh, yeah, they had a, a solid, steady day. Now going on to RB, not... Red Bull, 
uh, not Racing Bulls either, but RB, Visa Cash App, RB. Um, honestly, I think we should just call them VCARB. I think that's better than RB and then there's not any confusion. Um, I don't know. The team name's stupid. Everybody knows that, but I don't know. I can't be bothered enough. Let's just call them VCARB, RB, whatever, and uh, move on to the next thing. But uh, yeah, they had a, a pretty solid day, um, looking pretty quick as well. Only time will tell um, how they actually look compared to the midfield, of course, if they've been able to or if they will jump to the top of the midfield with some of those new Red Bull parts and looking like quite the... Uh, Red Bull 2.0 car there. Um, but uh, yeah, giving them an 8 out of 10. Ricardo had a, a strong day, progressively impressive afternoon, and uh, he managed to get P, uh, P4 on the timing sheet. So um, a strong start to Ricardo and uh, RB for the beginning of testing. All right, now Williams, pretty tough, challenging day. I'm giving them a 3 out of 10. Uh, they're the only team that have to seemingly have significant reliability problems. They had uh, problems with the fuel pump and then the drive shaft, um, the fuel pump for Logan Sargent and the drive shaft for Alex Elbon, and they did half the laps compared to most teams. Uh, so a pretty challenging day for them. They already appear to be behind the eight ball a little bit um, because they didn't even uh, do any car launch or anything until their first day of running yesterday as a shakedown. Um, so a little worrisome. Definitely not like 2019 Williams struggles, um, but uh, yeah, only time will tell with them. Sargent had uh, the biggest moment of the session where he nearly binned it. He completely spun around and hit a bump and uh, yeah, yeah, nearly binned it. Luckily for him and the team, uh, nothing was damaged to my knowledge and he certainly didn't end up in a wall, which was, which was good. Uh, hopefully for his sake, that's not going to dent his confidence uh, any going into the rest of testing and into the, the first race of the weekend. But yeah, overall, Williams just needs a more productive day two. They need to get more laps under their belt, and they really need to get a hold of these reliability problems. Now with Alpine, I'm giving them a 7 out of 10. LP's plan so far this year seems to give off quiet optimism. I think they won't, uh, they know they won't be the quickest, but I think they're starting to uh, move in the right direction. They're just trying to hit their stride and uh, yeah, make some slow but steady progress. I think they're focused on getting their head down and making uh, improvements. Um, they got in a steady amount of laps and then Gasly found himself in the top 10 as well. Um, so that was a good day overall for Alpine. Okay, on to Aston Martin, I'm giving an 8 out of 10. I honestly didn't hear too much about Aston Martin. So I don't really know too, too well how well of a, or how strong of a day that they had. Um, but both drivers wound up in the top 10. Uh, they were top four in the number of laps completed. Um, so they're at least showing good reliability and uh, decent enough pace, um, at least from what, what we're given so far. I think it's not a question about whether they can uh, build a good car to begin the season. It's really going to be about how uh, they handle the setups and how they develop the car throughout the year. So I think time will really tell about Aston to see how they do as we get further more through the year to see if some of those uh, questions have been answered regarding their development. Um, Stroll had his uh, mirror fly off and Ricardo almost hit it and uh, then Hulkenberg ran it over and completely destroyed it. But uh, that's of no, no real concern or problem. They didn't have any reliability issues and uh, they'll have that uh, mirror situation fixed in no time. 
Now, McLaren is a team that I think everybody has been pretty excited for to see them uh, start running just because of the big gains that they had last year and the hope that maybe they might be Red Bull's uh, biggest challenger this year. Uh, they seem to be moving in a good direction and they seem to have switched directions uh, a lot uh a while before the like Ferrari and Mercedes did. Um, so they seem to be a little ahead of the curve, or at least that's what people are hoping for, I think. But I'm giving them an 8 out of 10. Um, both the drivers were in the top 10. Norris had some issue with the floor, uh, but they got him out again quickly. So I'm not sure. Maybe he got some gravel or rocks or something up in there that they just had to remove. Not, uh, not too sure on that. Um, but yeah, they... It'll be interesting to see if they make make uh, another big step or not. It doesn't look like they'll necessarily make the biggest step just because it wasn't a radical uh, concept change. It looks like they're just growing off of what they had last year, which you know shouldn't be a problem since they were making steady steady progress last year. They do have a Red Bull inspired concept, but they still seem to be going down their own avenues and uh, finding. Uh, their own fruits of their labor so we'll see mclaren definitely one to watch out for throughout this year now on to ferrari i'm giving them a nine out of ten uh, once again both drivers were in the top 10 and they had the third most laps completed so at least so far their reliability is looking better which you can't always say about ferrari but uh so far so good for their reliability and the amount of laps that they completed it looks like they might be ahead of uh, Mercedes, which you'd kind of expect. It looked uh, looked like towards the end of last year that they were edging ahead of Mercedes, um, even though they lost out uh, second in the Constructors' Championship. But they did switch concepts a bit earlier than Mercedes. And uh, yeah, it looks like they might be slightly ahead of Mercedes. But um, then again, Mercedes said, according to Russell, that they weren't chasing any performance. They're just trying to understand this new concept. So... Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes throughout uh, day two or three, how those two shake up. Um, I think the big question is, has Ferrari been too conservative over the winter break? You see Red Bull were <laughs> trendsetters uh, last year, obviously, and now they seem to have gone down another different path. And uh, yeah, they're probably going to make some big gains. Uh, while Ferrari just seemed to do a small evolution of their car last year, they didn't make any any massive changes. So the big question is, is that too conservative? Will it be enough? We'll see. We'll see. So Mercedes, I'm giving it 8 out of 10. They had a very quiet uh, day, just Russell in the car. And I should have mentioned uh, it was just Verstappen and the Red Bull. All the, all the other teams uh, had both drivers throughout the day. Um, but like I mentioned, Russell was saying they didn't really chase performance. They just focused on their run plan and working out their brand new concept. They had a decent number of laps, not the most, uh, but certainly not the least. So, of course, every single team is trying to understand their new concept and work out um, the new um, setups and everything like that. Um, but I think Mercedes in particular really needs to focus on just dialing and the absolute basics. They need to really understand uh, this new concept and really figure out how they can get the most of it because they've really struggled uh, the past couple of years and it's going to be um, a really important year for Mercedes because if they struggle again this year or just don't know, don't have more of a steady year and uh, just kind of fall behind a bit, then there's going to be a lot of lot of questions asked. And I mean, of course, <laughs> Mercedes or, uh, Hamilton has already ditched them for 2025. Um you know, I don't know if he saw something that he didn't like or what's going on with all that. Uh, but yeah, very, very important year for Mercedes. And of course, Red Bull. 
I've got to give a 10 out of 10 to them. I mean, they looked the quickest. Uh, they had the second most laps completed. Absolute bulletproof reliability, even though they seemingly have made uh, some pretty aggressive changes to their concept. Um, it doesn't seem to have thrown them off at all. Um, it seems like they are just moving the goalposts further and further. They really weren't able to develop their car much last year, and it seems like that's been quite the, it's all culminated into this new car for the RB20. And honestly, I'm not too surprised to see quite uh, quite a change. I mean, kind of thinking about it, if they weren't developing their car much last year, at least on track, they certainly were behind the scenes. And normally teams would have maybe smaller upgrades throughout the year. However, if Red Bull basically didn't do anything for half a year, then there's going to be a big change and a big difference. So, you know, if they were developing their car on track throughout the year last year, maybe we would have seen more of a progression of what we have. But since they didn't, um, it seems like quite the big, quite the big jump. But either way, it doesn't seem to have thrown them off um, so far with this uh, new concept change, and they look more ominous than ever. So we'll see what happens in day two and three. So thank you for joining me on my day one recap. I plan to bring day two and day three and just my overall thoughts on testing over the next couple of days here. How are you guys feeling about having Formula One back? I am super stoked to have it back and uh, I am ready to get the season underway and going. So be on the lookout uh, for all my content coming your way. I've got big plans for this year and I'll see you guys in the next one.